tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Go! Morning Swarm, and welcome to Tinfall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here. To, I'm here too. Rock. Join me as always, Xavier Grau, and on the ones and twos, Jay Nice, Johnny Wooder. How are you guys? We're doing good. Things are good. Good, good. Are you winning? Winning. Well, guys, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for checking out the show. We love you very much. Without you guys, we'd just be talking to ourselves. Uh, we got a really great show. We got Scott Armstrong on from Rebunked News, and. He's got a great topic, bro. Fascinating. It's a fascinating topic, and I hope you guys are going to enjoy a lot of, uh, uh, like, um, how would you, dark energy? Yeah, yeah, it's right? a heavy, it's a heavy topic. False memory syndrome we'll be talking about, which is uh, in air, heavy air quotes. Yeah, a lot of air yeah. quoting on that one, a lot of air quoting. So uh, we appreciate Scott for coming on. It's got a great show. Uh, if you want to see Sam Tripoli live, that's me. I'm gonna. I have one more show. Uh, this year, and it's uh, this next Wednesday, December or, or December fourteenth in the main room. Two shows, two killer lineups. Very excited. Go to go to sam Hit events. Buy your tickets now. Bobby Lee, Andrew Santino, uh, in the and Whitney Cummings in the first show, and then the second show is Matt Matt Riff, Matt Riff, Ed, Eddie Bravo, Rice, Elnor Rice. Kerrigan, Jimmy Dore, and Kurt Metzger. So. We'll see how that goes. Grab your tickets. Both shows should sell out. Um, guys, again, go to samtrudy.com. Get on our get on our email list. We're gonna start sending out emails here. Check out our premium content at uh, rockfin.com, whether it's Tim Fall Hat, Zero, or Conspiracy Social Club. Also, Broken Simulation, or is it Broken Sim? Uh it's uh where wait, where? Rockfin. Rockfin, rockfin.com slash broken simulation. Okay. Oh, and rockfin.com. No, we don't smoke the same. Okay. And then patreon.com and everything Sam Tripoli at samtripoli.com. So thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the show. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. All right. Let's get into it. Very excited to have this uh, next guest on. Uh, he, man, he's been doing amazing stuff. He moved cross country, you know, started working with some amazing people, got his own new podcast. It's been around for a little while, but it, it, it's a new for him. It's a rebunked news, and I'm very excited to have him on. Please welcome back to Tim Fall Hat, Scott Armstrong. How are you, Scott? Oh, what's up, Sam, man? I'm very, very stoked to be here. Very grateful. Thank you so much. You know, I, I got a lot of love for you, Sam. Like you, you've, uh, you've come through for me in a lot of ways over the years. Like you've been so supportive of like, you know, not only the, my podcasting venture, but I have to sit, let everybody know like, okay, so 
I got fired from my job in August 2021 as a drug and alcohol counselor for not taking the stupid injection. And I created a go fund or a give, send, go thing. And who was the very first person to give me like a very generous donation? That was Mr. Sam Tripoli. So thank you, brother. So you've been there. For, you've been there for me like all along the way. So I really appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you for coming. I on. love it. And that's very kind of you. And uh, I do like helping people. I, I do believe the way to prosper is to give it away and, you know, stuff like that. I, you know, it was a, it was a worthwhile cause and i i'm very uh, appreciative of you saying what you said wasn't necessary but thank you very much uh scott for those who may not be familiar with you and all your work uh can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where they can find you yeah man for sure so uh my name's scott armstrong i uh, the current show is rebunks.news you know i used to do a show called truthzilla and uh you know that i ended up leaving that show earlier this year and kind of pivoted to this new show and around the same time, picked up and moved from Oregon out here to Nashville, Tennessee, uh, where I'm currently broadcasting my show out of the Last American Vagabond Studios. Uh, I partnered up here with Ryan, and uh, I'm running his Substack page, so I'm working on writing and curating and creating little, uh, you know, creating content for the Last American Vagabond Substack. Um, so that's been a real awesome, uh, you know, really awesome blessing to be able to work with Ryan and we are uh we've announced it publicly but it's kind of still uh in the infant stages but we are launching our own media company called Pirate Stream Media which will officially be rolled out here in January and that's myself Ryan Christian from the Last American Vagabond and Courtney Turner from the Courtney Turner podcast who is another fantastic podcaster here in the Nashville area so well wonderful wonderful a lot of great people out there in tennessee my maria's out there yeah. uh we also have tony Merkel's out there in chattanooga i believe he's in so a lot of bangers out there in the tennessee area and i'm happy you took a dive and you know and it paid off you went for it and that's great you you jumped in head first and it really worked out for you and i'm very excited to have this topic to to talk to you about because uh, basically we want to get into false memory syndrome. And I, I think the human mind is so interesting and it's so much more complex than people really understand. And I remember one time and this, I'll kick it off. I may have told the story on the show, but I don't remember. So I'm going to tell it again. So when I was young, me and my friends and all the local teens would terrorize this one like little store and the, the people who ran it weren't very nice to us and we were a bunch of young punks and we you know and I look back and I probably wasn't operating in the most high vibrational way uh, but I was young and trying to figure out life and so uh, outside this convenience store there was an ice box a big ice where you could go buy some ice and one of uh, the guys I know, I'm not going to say his name because this was over 30 years ago. This has to be almost 40 years ago, right? 40, 50, uh, 40, uh, not 40, but probably about 35 years ago. Uh, I see him. He's messing with the ice machine. He breaks it open and he takes out all the bags of ice and he's just chucking them everywhere. And he's being destructive because that's what teens do. And I'm like, this is not good. Let's get out of here, right? So me and my buddy El Dorado, we walk off. We're walking around. All of a sudden, we hear cop cars everywhere. And that's like that lets you know how the times and how small the town is that the cops are showing up for ice, right? So yeah, it's literally water, right? So 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 we we're we're about to turn back around. We start walking back, and the owner of the 
the convenience store pulls up next to us, starts screaming, you fucking piece of shit. You did this. I'm like, I did nothing. I wasn't even, I didn't do nothing. Trust me. I'm not even over there. So I walk back and the cops are interviewing the person who did this. And I am watching this person scream bloody hell about how innocent they are to the point that if I hadn't saw him do it, I would actually believe he didn't do it. And it, he compartmentalized the whole thing in his head into a dark area of his mind where he no longer recognized what that was. And he created this new reality in which he was being framed for throwing ice. What, would, what if he was just a good actor? Because, I mean, I know where you're coming yeah. from. He, he could act like it didn't happen. Like, I've, li- I've lied before where I believed my own lie. We're like, oh, wait up. Yeah, but see, what you said right there lie? is you believed your own lie. You start to convince yourself of your own lie. That's so interesting. Do you understand? Yeah, there's I'm a difference between that. acting and there's a difference between... I love that you were there, too. And he's like, yeah, me and Sam, we had nothing to do with this. I, no, no. I, I was saying, <laughs> I go, and I just remember just staring at it going, Wow. This guy actually believes he did. Because you could tell the difference between acting and you could tell somebody who fully on believes what he's uh, what he's saying. What's your whole. So let's get into this. Uh, what yeah, do you yeah, want? Yeah. Where do you want to start there, Scott? Well, totally. I mean, like what you're describing there is like to me, it's rings of like complete sociopath, complete like psychopath, <laughs> like somebody that has like like a disassociation with. Uh, with reality and can compartmentalize and can like just has no empathy or any like, you know, uh, compassion or or just like, you know, there's something, something there. And I think like with this false memory syndrome foundation, all the ramifications of it, I think we're dealing with a lot of psychopaths. We're dealing with a lot of sociopaths, a lot of people who don't regard like other people's feelings because like this case, as, as you know, we'll talk about, like it involves some of the most like high profile, murders assassinations and like like sex crime cases that have ever been you know and 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 this false memory syndrome uh particularly the foundation has been like marshaled to discredit victims to you know come in defense of all these people uh you know it's it's crazy stuff you know um but yeah i mean as far as like you know the whole story is just nuts man and i've been i've been looking into this story for a long time because it, uh, one of the main people, her name's uh, Professor Jennifer Freed, Freed, I think. So what we uh, want to talk about is false memory syndrome and what is false memory syndrome? And then we'll get into the players. Totally. Yeah, exactly. So false memory syndrome is, uh, it's something that the false memory syndrome foundation came up with. It's not an official diagnosis. It's not in the DSM. It's something that they were trying to get, uh, you know, to be like an officially diagnosable condition, but it never was able to reach that uh, threshold, that criteria. Um, and uh, basically what it is, is basically that, that it comes down to is therapeutic malpractice. Their assertion is that these people that are having these so-called false memories are actually having these memories implanted by therapists who are intentionally and maliciously planting them in their, in their brains. They're, they're like literally asserting that, all of these false memories are the, the result of a therapist implanting these, these memories in their head. Right. That's the, the, basically the gist of it. Um, there is a guy who uh, let's see, his name is uh, Dr. John Kilstrom, uh, professor of psychology at Yale university. And he, he describes it as a condition in which a person's identity and inter- interpersonal relationships are centered around a memory of traumatic experiences, which, which is objectively false, but in which the person strongly believes. Right. You know, I mean, to a certain extent we can all, 
get on board with the fact that, you know, our memories aren't perfect and like, you know, and, and certain courts of like in, in the court of law, like, like you can't like usually a, a testimony of a witness is not like, you know, there's some, there's some uh, credibility issues there. Right. I can't remember what the burden of proof is with that, but you know what I mean? Like you can't just rely on a, on a t- person's eyewitness account in these situations. So, I mean, we all understand that like memories aren't perfect, but what they're trying to orchestrate here is that these are uh, memories that have been planted in people's heads. And it's really been weaponized in a crazy, crazy way, right? So that's kind of the gist of false memory syndrome, which is not like a technically a syndrome. It's just something that they're they throw around to try and uh, discredit victims. Really, is what it is. Okay, so so what I find uh, this is very interesting because I I I find that there's a discrediting coming from uh, maybe prosecutors. Mm-hmm. you know establishment trying to discredit victims and i also find that this is a much easier to pull off in today's society because we do have people who come forward with false stories of situation i mean like i myself have witnessed it with friends of mine where sure. people were accused someone of doing something and if you really take a look at it, you would probably believe it didn't happen. And there are friends of mine that he, they've been accused very publicly of stuff, which I believe didn't happen. I, I do find it very – I think the Me Too movement has caused a lot of – I mean, like, let's be honest. It's like, how many times do you hear a woman accuse a very successful person of something – the whole time you go, okay, is there money involved in this? Is there, pe- I mean, it's just sad. But yeah, no, I, I was just gonna say, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, in this day and age, like there's incentive and financial incentive to, uh, to take advantage of a situation like that. Absolutely. You know, and I think that they're very, you know, distinct things. No, Any, anytime, like, anytime an accusation starts with a press conference, I have questions. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. And it's and, civil. Like yeah, for me, yeah. it's like if it's civil before it's criminal, I go, okay, what's going on with that? That's very interesting. I just yeah. I just think it's because I've heard of this before and I, I think it's a fascinating topic. It really and, is. It's nuts, man. So let's get into let's get this. Yeah, so, okay, go on. Let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. So like like in nineteen ninety two when the foundation was actually started, like what we were seeing was a whole rash of people and really what false memory syndrome, like the origins of it come down to is adults who are coming forward with stories of abuse from their childhood. So it's different than a lot of these like me too cases or, you know, like somebody asserting that, you know, a celebrity was exploiting and taking advantage of a situation. Like these are like, you know, 20 year old memories that are now coming back to the surface and people are coming forward about them. And there seemed to be like a wave of them in the late eighties, early nineties around like the time, like the satanic panic, and some people are saying, you know, the all the MK Ultra kids that were experimented on are now becoming adults and coming forward with all these stories. So there's all these stories on their account. And if anybody wants to look into this stuff, their we- so their website is uh, FMSF, False Memory Syndrome Foundation, online.org, FMSF.org, online.org. And uh, their website's still up. So they actually shut down on December 31st of 2019, which I remember – uh, it was really weird because that was like, you know, right before COVID, but it was also, you know, all the Q stuff was like up to full speed and like, uh, Epstein just got, you know, whatever happened to him. <laughs> and, uh, I remember in December that year, you know, December of 2019, that was when like all the, 
that everyone was talking about like sealed indictments and everyone was seeing all the CEOs stepping down. And then like, I remember the false memory syndrome foundation shut down. I remember reading about that because I've been covering this because this is all transpires around this lady. Like I said, a uh, professor, professor Jennifer Freyd, who was a professor at the university of Oregon in Eugene, where I was living at the time. And so, you know, I'd actually reached out to her for an interview um, and she declined the interview. Um, that was back when I was doing Truthzilla. So I wasn't, you know, she said that she was too busy. She was writing a book, which she does have a couple books out. Um, and if anybody wants to reference any of this, I wrote a Substack on the last American vagabond Substack earlier today. So you guys can follow along with what's going on here. And there's a bunch of references and links in it. Um, but you know, so, so she was saying how she wasn't uh, comfortable like talking about this with me or us or whatever. I don't know, but it's a story that's always kind of interested me just because it had like, you know, relevance to the, the, the town I was living in. Um, but the story basically goes is that, uh, and, and it was December of 1992, uh, professor Jennifer Freed, she was an adult. I think she said she was 33 years old right now. Just don't, don't look too much into that. <laughs> saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all the articles, there's some weird numerology, some weird stuff in this, but, uh, yeah, she was 33 years old. Her parents, she had been going to, to therapy seeking, you know, a psychiatrist to process some of her, uh, weird stuff about her childhood and just, you know, and she's a psychology professor, professor of psychology at U of O. So, you know, she kind of knows this stuff, but was seeking outside help for herself. And around this time, you know, she, her, her younger sister divulged to her that she's like, you know, dad, Peter Freyd, uh, was actually abused as a kid, sexually abused as a kid. And that information like kind of shocked something into her. And she was able to re examine all the weird stuff from her childhood through the lens of, oh, her dad is actually, you know, a product of abuse. And so it, this story does get really dark in some places just to let people know, but it just, uh, it just is what it is. And so, you know, one of the, one of the things that, that, that happened with Peter was that uh, it was divulged that when he was nine years old, he was in his own words, he calls himself this, he calls himself a kept boy, a kept boy for a male artist who lived in Providence, Rhode Island, actually took him uh, on vacation to Mexico. And, uh, and this is just a quote. He said, uh, this is Peter talking about his, uh, the guy that had him as a kept boy it says, quote, he was a pedophile. I was a kept boy. I never repressed a thing. What happened is certainly abusive. I suspect I did not perceive it as abusive then. Uh, and my relationship stopped at a critical po point when I detected feelings in myself and from the age of 11. So it was like from nine to 11. So weird stuff. Now around this same time too, uh, Pamela or, or Peter Freyd, uh, met his future wife, Pamela, like when they were nine years old, because their parents started having an affair with each other. Oh my okay? God. All right. So oh. Peter's father and Pamela's mother were both married to other people. And then they began having an affair with each other. And this is when they first met. And then they ended up getting divorced separately and they ended up getting married together when Peter and Pamela were 12 and or 14 and 12. And so they actually became step siblings at this time. Four. And then, uh, and then, so it said, like, it's not clear when they became romantically involved, but they did begin dating each other as step-siblings in high school. So, already, it's off to just a very strange uh, point. And, and so, there's a couple articles that I was reading how uh, Jennifer was recounting certain things about her childhood, about, like, you know, the dad was kind of inappropriate, made inappropriate jokes. Um, he had, apparently, a, like a... You know, a pin art thing, you know, where like you press your face and, and all the pins like leave like a, yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Apparently he had one of those of his erect penis in the living room, apparently. And they oh, all the, everyone just thought oh, it was totally normal, but crazy. she was like, now having gone through all this therapy, she's like, okay, all this is way too weird. And then in addition to that, she had bunch of, she had this flashback 
of her father actually sexually abusing her as a kid. And so she is on the record stating that from the age of three until um, when she was in her early teens that she had recollection of her father actually sexually abusing her. And so what happened was is that the, the so now fast forward, Jennifer's 33 years old. She has a husband, two, two younger son, two sons, and uh, Peter and Pamela came to visit for Christmas, December of, 20, of 1992. And uh, she had been, she was like trying to, she, she, she'd remembered all this stuff fairly recently and was trying to keep it all under wraps. And just for the sake of the family, was trying to have like a cohesive, happy family Christmas. But then one night she just snapped and said to her husband, no, nope, we can't be here. We have to go. And they fled the house in the middle of the night and uh, leaving Pamela and Peter at the house. Right. And so the next day, Jennifer requested that her husband, uh, JQ. So there's a Q there for you. So 33 Q, right? Okay. We whatever, got 33, but, um, 9, 11 Q. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so anyway, so JQ, the husband called and told Pamela and Peter, Hey, you guys got to get out of the house. You can't be here. And they're like, well, why not? Like what's going on? And apparently JQ dropped the bomb and he just said, look, Jennifer says that Peter was molesting her as a child and we can't have him around our children. And so, Obviously, the parents, as the story goes, were very shocked and were like, what are you talking about? However, um, this article, again, I linked in the article, it's called, it's from The Cut. It's called The Memory War, which goes into detail about this, the foundation as a whole. But anyway, what happened was is that Peter didn't have the type of reaction, apparently, that somebody would maybe have if a child was accusing you of, of sexual molestation. Like a, they were said that there was no outrage, no shock. It wasn't like, you know you know, just, it was more like, it seemed like he'd been preparing for this for a long time was kind of the way it was characterized in these articles. And so, uh, now speaking of just a weird reaction to this. So, so Peter and Pamela were both academics. Uh, Peter was a mathematician. Pamela was a school teacher. Uh, they had a lot of friends in academia and their response to this whole thing was to gather up all their friends in academia and they started a foundation called the False Memory Syndrome Foundation, oh which my was God. basically created to uh, explain away people who were coming forward with uh, childhood, with, with, with uh, regressed memories of childhood abuse. So they created a whole foundation to just discredit people who are coming forward with these allegations. So little, 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 it's like, really? Well, it's really? interesting because right out the gate on the front page, they go, here's an example of a letter that the one letter they got and then next letter, like, it's basically like the first letter is like, how could you do this to me? And then the next letter they receive is like, oh, I love you so much. Or it was the other way around. Uh, yeah. So they get this really dark letter. And then before they just got a letter where it's like, I love you so much, mom and dad. Thank you so much. And then obviously the next letter came and it's like, how could you do this to me? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, you'd basically... It's very interesting because there's a famous story about this as well, about a dad who was accused of making his daughter do very, uh, very uh, dark shit, and he he was like a wine uh, expert. He ran a wine company, and his his life was just destroyed. And he swore he didn't do it. And it's like, it's super dark, man. And it's super yeah. sad, and it's super weird that. That you're, you're, you know, you're totally right, man. It's like, there, it's like, it's like this was created to destroy victims. Yeah. And to make it seem like they would be lying about what they're saying. 
But at the same time, I do. I mean, I guess it's Hollywood. We see this shit happen where people do make up fucking stories for clout and shit like that. It's like a very complex thing. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And, you know, again, like with everything, you know, you got to question everything. You got to look at all the evidence, you know, what, what is, what, what can support these claims, you know, and, and, you know, I'm not going to take anybody on face value on anything when it comes to stuff like this. But I think as we continue to unpack it here, like the, the, the foundation itself when you look at the people that they chose to bring in, not only to help formulate it, but the people that they placed on the, what they call the scientific advisory board, it's like, okay, so there's something way deeper, more nefarious going on here, you know? And, and it's just, it's, it's crazy. All right, guys, uh, I want to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors out there. Blue Chew, that's right. American boners for American people, for other American people, or foreigners who are looking to get some. Let me tell you about Blue Chew. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of our longest running sponsors. That's right, Blue Chew. You love them. I love them. We all love them. It is American boners for American men, for American women, or American other men, okay? It doesn't matter. We don't judge here. Just get those rock hard boners going, okay? It's real simple, okay? Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet at a fraction of the cost. I love chewing that because I can feel the boner coming, bro. You ever take that first chew and then you're like, boom, rock hard, veiny, ready to go to town, <laughs> right? You could take them anytime, day or night. So you can, you can plan ahead or be ready when the opportunity arises. When it's go time, it's go time. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, bam, you receive your prescription within a day. The best part, it's all done online. None of these doctor orders, doctor's office visits, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. So the hot chick behind you wondering if you're, you, you, you know, you need a little help. Nope. 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 You need a little help. That's fine. You don't need a little help. I take blue chew anyways, because it's double boner action. Okay. Double boner. That's right. Blue chew tablets are made in the USA. 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 Dude, every time I say that, I can hear a hawk flying above. <laughs> An eagle, bald eagle. <laughs> All right. Prepared. Or a ship. Hawk. Whatever. Well, guess what? What if these blue chews are shipped by hawks? Okay. I could see it. Yeah, that's how powerful it is. So it's they're made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. Not me. I ask them to have fireworks, okay? <laughs> so everybody knows Mayor of Poundtown's in the house. It's real simple, okay? So if you, you could use a little extra confidence when it's time to form, perform, Blue Chew can help. We got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code TINFOIL at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code TINFOIL to re receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for being one of our longest running sponsors on TINFOIL. So who founded this? Peter and Pamela? Yep. They're the ones that founded it. Yep. And, and they had friends that they brought in to help them, uh, with it. And these are all like very distinguished people, you know, um, just you, if you go to their website, the fmfsf.online.org, and you click at the very top, it says like a scientific advisory board and you can look 
And these are very well-known people. Like you can click on each one in their description. Like some of the main ones, it's like this guy named Aaron Temkin Beck, uh, psychiatrist and professor of psychiatry at the University of Pennsylvania. Um, he's the guy that basically he came up with the idea of cognitive therapy or CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. So anybody that's been into like a into sort of any sort of like treatment, like drug and alcohol treatment, stuff like that. Um, or if you've worked in the field, you've heard of CBT. <laughs> you know, like these are like big people who have had a major impact on uh you know the field of psychology psychiatry um rochelle gelman uh, professor at rutgers university pioneer in the field of cognitive development ernest hillgard psychologist and professor at stanford university um he was the president of the apa the american psychological association um he pioneered a lot of research into hypnosis during the 1950s um and and so many more like literally it's still posted on their website which is so interesting because I feel like there's a lot of like smoking guns in this thing. There's a lot of just like things that they should be feverishly trying to cover up. Like we'll talk later about this guy named Ralph Underwager. Like this, this is like evil. Like they, they're, they're they're evil, man. And and it's like I don't know why they're allowing this website to remain up because it's fascinating. They've got so like they've got so many um, like so the False Memory Syndrome Foundation came out with like newsletters like every month for decades, you know, and those are still all on the website. And you can pull them up and read through them. And there's like, there's some really interesting stuff. Like, you know, like I said, I've been covering this for a minute and I just, I go and I spend time looking at some of these documents and I'm just like, it's so much. It's so much. Hold on, hold on, go back. There. So yeah, we're on so the page much. and it's, um, so basically they do, um, they have definitions of, of false memory syndrome, a psychological condition in which a person remembers events that actually that have not actually occurred. And then it's yeah. like then they give the definition, I guess, and it's uh, another definition, which is weird. They just did two definitions: a situation which uh, which examination therapy and hypnotist has elicited apparent memory. <laughs> Look at the source on that, though. Wait, yeah, it's exactly. the Encarta dictionary. <laughs> Remember that CD you used to get with Windows, yeah. the Encarta yeah. encyclopedia. That's their <laughs> that's their definition source there. Right. Yeah, exactly, because they were never able to get this instantiated in any sort of like medical journal or any sort of, uh, you know, like the DSM, you know, which is like the textbook, literally the textbook of all of these like uh, mental illnesses and conditions and stuff. And so, That's yeah, the Encarta Dictionary, you like that? Owned by Microsoft, you like that? Look so at that. Funny. Yeah, I'm sure they don't have any sort of uh, interest in <laughs> being involved in anything like this. What Can you right? talk about the science of, because there is science that's been done on what I there's I can't remember what the actual term is it like memory implantation or something where you go to you're suggestible with a therapist and perhaps they can you know uh, sure somehow implicate into your mind you know like these things that maybe well I mean is it are we talking about like MK Ultra at some point like yeah oh, sure yeah. we're we're gonna be talking about MK Ultra trust me okay, yes okay yes. okay we'll, we'll big, wait for big, that. But yeah, there's a big overlap with MK Ultra and this whole story for sure. And but Johnny, you're right, man. I mean, like I can't really speak to the science. Um, you know, I, I haven't really gone down into that realm very much. But you know, absolutely. You know, I think if you have you ever you guys see ever like those. Uh, I think it was Netflix. What's that guy's name? Uh, Darren Brown or whatever. Oh yeah. Right? You know, yeah, that, yeah. That stuff where it's like, so yeah. I mean, there, there, there are phenomenons where people, you know, with certain levels of suggestibility, you can completely alter memories and implant memories and completely convince them that things are happening that aren't happening. I mean, this is the, I think that there's enough evidence to suggest that that's an f- absolute phenomenon. He's that guy no we talked about that. a couple of months ago who went to like the betting track and like was cashing in, losing tickets. Remember? Oh, but, yeah, 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 that's yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah, that guy. 
Uh, and yeah, yeah, you're totally. I, but you also like that's. I'm afraid to go to. Uh, like I would never go to a hypnotherapist because I'm afraid Ooh, of this yeah. this Suggestions? whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, no, but if I ever, I don't think I could be hypnotized. But maybe you know, I'm sure that's what everybody. Have you says. ever been to a hypnot like no. one of those shows? No. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Oh no, no. I but can't but be. I'm afraid that if I was in that state, that you know, they could, you know, put in could false you do some memories. Homoerotic. You hear shit? about that though, like <laughs> false memories being introduced in unintentionally by unskilled therapists. Now I now I understand what you're saying because. I think I started this show from the position you're at, which is like, okay, this does happen. But what I'm starting to come to grips with and what I'm starting to understand about this story and the subject is these particular people got accused of a horrific thing. Oh, for sure. Thing. No, no. This is And different. so yeah. to cover their own asses, and we'll get into whether there's any yeah. actual evidence of it actually happening – they created this thing. Yeah, props so, to them for the commitment, though. I mean, so they really. I, I mean, so, it's like kind of crazy in a weird way. Like, I mean, I'm not saying, but you know how every pedophile says they've been touched. Yeah, Do you think some pedophiles just lie about that so they have an excuse to not look as bad? Like, oh, my dad touched me after they get caught doing some crazy shit. Because uh, that's kind of what I would. There could be there. I don't think that saves. I don't think. I'm not not everyone, but every pedophile usually says, "Oh, I was touched when I was a little kid." But but no, because the reason that's different than this is because in your example, they're putting the blame on something that happened to them, which which they're trying to say, which is the only reason I did this horrible thing. If I, that hadn't happened to me, yeah. I, I wouldn't be doing this horrible. What they're trying to say is that this person is straight up lying. Well, you're not quite lying, I wouldn't say. They're saying that the person thinks that they're telling yeah, the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. Sure. But it's being yeah. done only to protect their own ass. Yeah, which is it's a real commitment though to I mean, protecting their I ass. I mean, no. look at this. I mean, this isn't yeah. the greatest website ever, but it's like it looks formal, right? Yeah. So if you were gonna be looking up shit, you'd be like, "Wow, look at this very formal website." Go down. Don't hit anything though, because I want to read. I want to go like, down. It's like if you came up with like a chronic masturbation website, you know, like some people. Have <laughs> I don't a know real what I don't know what you're talking some about. Some people have a real problem with this. Okay, this is what has the <laughs> foundation accomplished when the foundation was formed in march 1992 oh what a different time 1992 was right i know man i mean yeah. just so long ago and just so like we didn't know how good we had it this website in 1992 would have been like the best thing we've ever oh, seen yeah, like, we'll be whoa. Like, look at whoa. this pro website <laughs> whoa. oh my god microsoft yeah. what year did this go up again i missed that what uh yeah i don't know when this website was created but there are publications on like some of these newsletters go back to the 90s so you know oh, whether okay, or not okay. and, but they're all like pdf scans basically so <laughs> you know they they were pretty on the, pretty good with their archiving like um i don't know when the website was created though it's so Damn. interesting that they're that they've archived all of their newsletters it's someone yeah. so someone there is really cares about preserving this information right it's absolutely well, the fact yeah. that it's still here is being yeah well somebody's still paying server fees yeah, and, and yeah, registering yeah. the domain every year uh, I want to yes. go through this. When the foundation was formed in March 1992, there was a solid wall of disbelief and hostility that families faced when they said that they'd been falsely accused. It took years of solid memory research and years of putting the research into context so that the families, the media, and the general public could 
begin to understand how the contagion of ser- of searching for repressed childhood memories came about and so quickly spread throughout so many countries. Oh, now it's a now it's a worldwide yeah. plague, right? Well, I mean, it is, it is, and it's funny. They're like, they're like, oh, it's really funny how this this could all of a ha- all of a sudden happen at the same time. It also coincides with like you know like this emergence of satanic ritual abuse and MK Ultra experimentation, and these people are now becoming adults, right? And so it's weird, you know, it's weird oh, how this contagion has spread worldwide. The uh, the FMS Foundation played a critical role by acting as a clearinghouse of scientific information and as a catalyst for discussion of specific claims regarding memory. The FMSF scientific advisors actively contribute ideas and further research into controversial areas of social influence and therapeutic practice as well as speak sparking debates in various critical areas of memory research now what i find very interesting about that is that they have stated what the foundation has accomplished without actually stating anything that was accomplished do you understand what i'm saying it's like oh what we've done is really let people realize you're like well where's the example of that it's out there (laughs) yeah look at our newsletter subscribe to our newsletter maybe you'll, you'll find out right Man, yeah. And so, you know, they talk about this panel of, of scientific advisors. I mean, let's let's get into that a little bit because um, that's where, like, I feel like the smoky guns are at. So the main one that sticks out now, it's not listed on that particular website, but there's a link. If you go to the Substack, there's a link uh, that takes you right to the FM, FS, SF, whatever it is. Um, uh, and it's a newsletter from back in 1995 that lists this guy as one of the scientific advisors. And this is... I first I first heard about this guy on Tinfoil Hat. I have no idea what episode this was, but it was one of your where, of your where is this? What, okay, so okay, so uh, I can put a link in the chat here. Um, but uh, okay, is that, is that the one you already sent that link? Is that- no, well that that's it. That's in the sub. That's it's in that Substack. But I'll send you the exact link. Yeah, to what this, we're is, the, about. Exactly this is the this is the website. The Substack says the controversy. Yeah, so I just put a I put a link here um, into the into the chat there for you for this particular thing that I'm going to cover right here. But this is um. So I first heard about this guy on the Tinfoil Hat podcast, uh, Dr. Lewis Jolly and West. Dr. Jolly, right? Dr. Guys, Jolly. Dr. Hold Dr. on. Jolly. Dr. Jolly worked with them? Yes. Dr. Jolly was on the scientific okay. advisory board of the False Memory Syndrome Foundation. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. This That's is what literally I'm like the Legion of Doom. Yeah, dude, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. But, yeah. So I don't know how, how deeply you guys have covered Dr. Jolly. Oh, but- yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. All right, yeah. So literally, and and then again in, in the links. So they, uh, I found a FOIA request, like that they they uh, issued oh, a FOIA. Oh, real quick, Scott. Sorry for those who may yeah. not be familiar with Doctor Jolly. Doctor Jolly was instrumental in the uh, Charles Manson story, and what Doctor Jolly was basically known for was being like spearheading the MK Ultra. Uh, yeah. CIA programs and uh, Dr. Jolly and, and Scott, correct me if I'm wrong here, but he opened up basically these clinics in San Francisco that were seen as like health clinics, but they were free health clinics. And what we talked about on the show is something free, you are the product, okay? Yeah. You're talking about the in the 69, right? In, yeah, clinics? in San Francisco yeah. in the 60s. Yeah. So you they would basically. They would give you free medical as long as you came and answered questions for them. What the CIA was doing was flooding San Francisco and particularly Hay Ashbury with crystal meth and acid. 
And they were yeah. seeing how those two drugs interacted with each other. And then what would happen was there was all this craziness going on. People would go, either they would get STDs or they'd be up for days and their health. Would, and they would just, that's how they did an analysis on what was going on in that area and, and the effects of those drugs. Now, Dr. Jolly also, and correct me if I'm wrong on this guy, sure. uh, worked with, um, I believe he worked with uh, who shot uh, Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby. Who Jack are some Ruby, of yeah. the other people? I thought he worked okay. with. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll break this down. So, so you're 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 right. He did have a clinic in the Haight Ashbury district of San Francisco. Uh, allegedly, the same one Charles Manson went to. So they there's suspicion that you know there was some ties there. I wasn't able to corroborate that 100. percent And some of the sources said that they weren't able to corroborate it 100. percent So I'd be I'd love to hear any information if anybody has like you know direct ties between Dr. Jolly and Manson. But there are there's plenty that we do know. And he was very much involved in uh, LSD research uh, at that time. Um, and, and Johnny, that link I sent you was really just to show that at the very, go to the very, very, very bottom, he's like the last person listed in that whole section of people on the scientific advisory board. So it's just like literally, he, you know, it's not disputable that he was involved with uh, false memory syndrome foundation. But anyway, uh, he uh, and this is all like according to this FOIA document from the CIA, it talks about how he was called in to uh, – evaluate Jack Ruby, yeah. um, you know, the guy who shot Leah Harvey Oswald, you know, and uh, jo Dr. Jolly's assessment was that uh, Ruby was mentally ill and showed signs of paranoia, right? Now, just keep track of all these people, right? So there you have Dr. Jolly. He was also brought in to examine Sirhan Sirhan. Yep. Uh, that shot Robert Kennedy, right? He was uh, called in to uh, work on the pretrial of Patty Hearst, who was the yeah. uh, heiress to the Hearst family, right? She was abducted. All people had trouble with and, reality too, like uh, yeah. with with grip having a grip on reality, which is fascinating. Yep, right? yep. And, and so you know, Patty Hearst, she was like, you know, come to find out, you know, she's brainwashed, Stockholm syndrome, like that that whole story. And then, uh, and then we have uh, Timothy McVeigh. So there he we went go. In I and, knew it. Yep, I yep. knew it. Yep. yep, he was brought in to uh, evaluate Timothy McVeigh, and then uh, Terry Nichols, the other co-defendant in that case, his brother. Uh, James Nichols wrote a book called Freedom's End, and in that book, it asserts that, um, you know, Jolly was brought in to, like, kind of steer the investigation and kind of, like, control, almost be like a handler of McVeigh himself. So it's kind of like, you know, all these people, like, they're all kind of like the most preeminent, like, Manchurian candidate type people that you would picture. Like, when you, when you, when you think of, like, real-life Manchurian candidates, like, those are the names that pop up in your head. You know, like, Jack Ruby, Sirhan Sirhan, Timothy McVeigh, it's like... Dude, but he was also involved in MK Ultra research, you know, and and just according to the Intercept, I found an article from the Intercept that says, "quote According to newly surfaced papers from West's archives, a psychiatrist had some of the clearest, most nefarious ties to any, of any scientist to CIA's Project MK Ultra." So it's like, and and again, I put links on there to the arc, the FOIA, and uh, and his own personal archive from when he was working at UCLA because he spent most of his career at UCLA. So. Well, you know yeah. what this guy reminds me of is the autopsy guy that has been sent yeah. around from all the way from JFK, Martin Luther King, uh, all the way up to Epstein. Uh, who? Epstein. Epstein. And, yeah. and did he do the Vegas shooter too as well? I well, felt he like came in. Uh, you're talking about Michael Bodden, right? Yeah. yeah he, came in, uh, he came in. He came in. 
like as a he always comes in as like the second opinion guy, yeah. you know, to to kind of like if this was a everything. sitcom, he'd walk in, everybody start cheering because <laughs> they know him from all of his amazing other roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yep, yep, right. Yep. There'd be an applause break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That weird fake Guess moment. Starring, <laughs> right? On a special episodes of Chairs. Guest starring Sylvester Stallone. Everyone would just <laughs> yeah. cheer when Sylvester. Stallone. And he would have to look like he couldn't hear the applause. Yeah, you know? like, and has to pause. Okay, uh, you know, like, yeah, so uh, I see that happening 100%. And there's another example by, oh, to me, a great example of this as well, uh, Scott, I'd love to hear your opinion, is Kanye West's personal trainer, who has, like, been connected to so many people that have had insane mental breakdowns. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I would completely be on board with that, saying that they have handlers, they have people who are tasked in various roles, various positions throughout various industries to kind of handle, manipulate, and control people. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty clear, you know? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So I'm looking at your notes, bro. Yeah. And you have, you have on here, uh, on Scientific Advisory Board, wait, you guys hear the names of people that are on... This advisory board. Yeah. Listen, when I when I don't read it. Don't read it. I've already looked at the email. Oh my yeah. god, do not read this. Because your mind is going to be blown when you read when Scott tells you the name of the people and it makes you even wonder if this is a joke. Yeah. Who Scott, please tell our listeners who is on the false memory syndrome clinics? Or uh, uh, what's it called? F- Foundations Board, Scientific Advisory Board. Here we go. Drum yeah, man. Well, I mean, here we go. I mean, so uh, we have Dr. Jolly West, who we just covered, right? You have, uh, that should Martin. be enough right there. That's crazy. That should be enough. That should but be wait, enough. So next week, there's more. There, there's more. There's a uh, Martin Orn. Okay. Have you guys covered him very much? No. Okay, Martin. I don't know what list you're reading on because it seems very way more sensational than I was uh, expecting. But no, it's great. It's it's fantastic. Uh, check it out. All right, Martin Orn, professor of psychiatry, psychology at the University of Pennsylvania. Deep ties to CIA's MK Ultra program as well. Um, he was a big pioneer in the in the in, in hypnosis back in the 1950s. Like that's what kind of made him famous. Um, and uh, let's see. And it talks about. And there, I found an article from. Oh, he worked for Harvard. I found an internal. Uh, there's an article in Harvard's uh, what is it, pub- publication called The Crimson where it talks about how recently, you know, information. Oh, this is no, when published in 1978, talks about how Martin T. Orn, the director of the Medical School of Hypnosis Research uh, in the early 60s, out- outlined how he received $30,000 $30, from the CIA, blah, 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 to conduct uh, like MK Ultra type research, right? So, uh, yeah, you got Martin Orn, um, you got Paul McHugh as another big one. Now, this guy has an interesting um, interesting story because he, he's he been involved in several controversies over the years. He's uh, currently, he's like 90 years old, 91 years old, uh, still alive as of today, as of the date of this episode. Um, uh, psychiatrist who is the, the uh, University Distinguished Service Professor of Psychiatry at Johns Hopkins University of School John of Medicine. John Hopkins, so, that's yeah. where uh, yeah. uh, Vent 201 happened. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So he's like one of the head guys over at uh, Johns Hopkins. And his whole thing is that he, since the 1970s, he has been saying that uh, he's been in opposition of transgender sexual reassignment surgeries and argues that that is a mentally, that is a mental illness and those, those situations need to be handled as such. And so obviously 
he gets <laughs> a lot of shit for that. Uh, and, uh, but, but in relation to this story, he was, um, he was in the early nineties around the time of the formation of the uh, false memory syndrome foundation. He was on a panel that was looking at um, abuse allegations involving the Catholic ch- Catholic church. And he was, uh, you know, attributing a lot of those to false memories. And so, uh, yeah. So, uh, Oh, I forgot to put a link to the New York times article here. I'll have to go back and do that. But anyway, in the early 1990s, Dr. McKee was among those in psychiatry who argued that memories of sexual abuse recovered by adults were almost always false. So, you know, he, he was even back then, and this was a controversial thing back then of him taking such a stance, trying to basically cover for these it's priests. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like yeah. these are the these are all like Dr. Evils. Yeah, and all MK Ultra stuff, too. Okay, real quick, I want to tell you about our friends at Lucy, and I want to talk about Lucy Breakers. Real quick, let me tell you about it. If you're one of the millions of adults who use nicotine, you know that not all nicotine products are the same. And there's one new product that stands above the rest. That's right, Sam. That product is Lucy Breakers. They're the only nicotine pouch that gives you a blast of flavor from the first moment to the last. Each pouch contains a capsule that you break open to release a rush of flavor that doesn't fade away like those other pouches. You know, the ones that rhyme with thin. They come in so many flavors, mint, berry, citrus, mango, even espresso. And you don't have to go to the gas station or the corner store to get them. You just order them online and they'll be shipped straight to your door. Every order gets free shipping. Plus, if you subscribe, you'll save 15% and never run out. Lucy Breakers look great and, you know, Dana loves them. She's uh, She loves nicotine. She loves taking them. And listen, so whether you use nicotine while working, creating, or playing, Lucy Breakers are an intelligent choice, okay? And they got a special deal for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order when you use the promo code TIMFALL at checkout. And shipping is always free. That's lucy.co, promo code TIMFALL to receive $10 off and free shipping. Visit lucy.co for more details, and we thank Lucy for sponsoring our show. Here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age, and every order is age verified. The product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I want to give a shout out right here. I just found out about this the other day, but there's a website called 12ft.io, 12foot.io, and if you come across a, oh, yeah. an article, hey, well, there's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like New York Times or L.A. Times, any of these things. You enter enter it in there, and it and it takes you right to the article. And it's funny because I guess the the twelve ft twelve foot analogy. It's uh, he his his philosophy is if you build a ten foot wall, I'll go. I'll build a twelve foot ladder. So however, whatever you do to stop me, I'm just going to go a little bit further. So paywall killer. Okay. So so you have evil evil who's this doctor doctor underwager underwager okay so this is this is this is the one that i have trouble with like you know i didn't even put some links to this guy because this guy's straight up just as evil as it gets and so uh what i did is i found i found an excerpt from this uh website called the delphi center and we i just basically just caught like clipped their assessment of him and i put a link to the things like you can go look at this if you want but i don't recommend it um, basically he was a, him and his wife, uh, Helinda Wakefield. So this is Ralph Underwager is his name. R-A-L-F Underwager were brought on, uh, as, as early members of the scientific advisory board. Um, and Underwager was, uh, forced to resign, uh, in 1993. Apparently he gave an interview to this. And I don't even know what this is. It's a pro pedophilia magazine called Pedica, P-A-I-D-I. 
IKA, which apparently still has a website. It's the Journal of Pedophilia, apparently. What? And this is out of, yeah, dude. I'm not looking that up. Don't look at yeah, it. Don't, don't click on that shit, dude. And so but anyway, if you want, and so there's an interview. I, I linked the full transcript of the interview, but it's on somebody else's website. But when I was looking this up, like that website's still there. And that, that this interview is still on their website. And talk about like a, a 1990s, you know, shitty website. Like that's what you're dealing with, with that Padika thing. So don't click on that folks. I'm not, all I'm saying is like, here's, here's a quote from, uh, from his interview. He said, quote, this, uh, a pedophile can say, quote, this closeness is possible for me within the choices that I'm anyway. I don't know, dude, where was that? Oh yeah. Pedophiles can boldly and courageously affirm what they choose. They can say that what they want is to find the best way to love. I am also a theologian. And as a theologian, I believe it is God's will that there be closeness and intimacy, unity of flesh between people, blah, blah, blah. So he's basically like, this is like a, he came out in defense of pedophilia and said it's just a person's choice. And so he was kicked off of the board of the false memory syndrome foundation board. However, his wife uh, was allowed to stay. Helinda Wakefield was allowed to stay. And uh, if you look at a lot of these newsletters all throughout, it it, it cites her at the bottom um, as still being a part of, a part of the theme. So it's like, yeah, man, it's it's really really messed even up. Even the pedophiles even have their own science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, but even the yeah. pedophiles are like you too. You're too pedophile for us. You're too pedophile. Yeah, exactly. You're too gross. That's gross. They were just worried about their public image. You know, they're not really worried about what it is he's saying. It's not that the what he's saying that they have issue with. It's like, bro, you're putting us all on blast here, man. Like, look, we're trying to help you guys, and you're going over here running your mouth. Come on. So this is Doctor Elizabeth L- Lotus. Loftus. Loftus. Dr. Elizabeth Loftus. And now this is where it gets really, really interesting. So she, you know, she is, uh, if, if you've been following any of these like major like sex abuse cases, she's involved. She's basically the go-to what they call memory expert, right? A person who gets called in to discredit. I mean, or just like call into question the memory of the accuser and her, 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 her legacy began around the time of like the McMartin preschool molestation case. So she was brought in and uh, was, was brought in as the memory expert in defense of the people that were accused in the McMartin preschool case. Right. And so if, like, that was like around, uh, you know, late eighties, something like that. It was like a bunch of like preschool kids were getting like STDs and all this crazy stuff. I'm sure you guys, you guys I know you guys have covered yeah, this one. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And you know, but, Joe Rogan, who I love with all my heart tries to, um, reference this case as like satanic panic and that and it that's just not true i mean sadly it's just not true and it's like this was going on there were underground tunnels from that 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 kid's school to who knows where so i mean the notion that this you know you get into this with um the memphis three like we've all been conditioned to believe the Memphis Three were Ill, Ill, illegally framed, and yeah. it's just not true. Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, I would attribute a lot of that to, you know, uh, this Elizabeth Loftus here, right? Painting at least some doubt as to this even being a possible thing. And I know that she has been involved in like the perpetuation of like the satanic panic, like nonsense. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, so yeah, that that's a crazy one, but but it gets crazier. It gets crazier. Well, folks. let's get into. Her, I w- hold on before you get into the crazy. Yeah. Is the crazier who her clientele is? Yes, but- yes, exactly. As it just keeps going along. Again, it's the Michael Baden phenomenon. It's the Jolly and West phenomenon. Like these people have their fingerprints on all of this crazy stuff that intersects with 
all all the things, all the things, man. So wait, you know? so just to be clear, were you're saying that they used her to make it seem like the kids had a false memory? Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, That's she was brought job. in. Defensive. That was her job. Okay, okay, okay. Her okay. job is for the right cash and prizes. She'll yes. come in and say that these kids were lying. It's all, a, it's all a fucking misnomer. Or that, or that false memory syndrome is real, and that 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 this case has all the earmarks of a. Which we should say that's. I mean, expert witness. Uh, mar- there's a whole marketplace of expert witnesses yeah. that will say whatever you want them to. Yeah, it was so like, she's probably just this particular brand of expert witness. Yeah, to come she's in there. like, I, I, I'm slightly cross-eyed. I'll say anything. Look at her. Look at this picture right here. Tell me that's not a crazy. And you know, I love cross-eyed women. And like, look how nuts she looks right there. Oh, right? I know. I kind of chose. I was a little biased <laughs> in my selection of which picture to put there. So what, no, what it's say? fine. But she's. I mean, yeah. it's like crazy, but. Yeah. She doesn't have one picture where she looks normal. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, she's like, I, I'm a straight shooter. You're like, well, your eyes say different. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> why don't you go down their list of people that she has been on the defense for? Yeah, exactly. And there's there's links to each one of these two if you want to go in further. A lot of them are just like the links talk about a lot of these cases in general because a lot of these I had trouble finding. You know, like this, a lot of this stuff has been scrubbed, man. Like, you, good luck. Finding, go, good, good luck finding anything pertaining to Dr. Jolly and West. Like, I had to go a lot of like into like you know archive.org, You know, actually pull up like you know just crazy. Like, you really have to dig for this stuff these days, which is super, super sad. But we all know I'm preaching yeah. the choir here. But so, uh, expert witness in defense of Ted Bundy. Expert witness in defense of O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Expert witness in defense of the officer officers involved in the beating of Rodney King, Whoa. right? Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're, they were just making it up. They just were. They don't. They don't. You know, or whatever. I don't know the particulars of that case, but like, yes. So she was involved in that. Oliver North, right? The guy who was involved oh in my the God. scandal. Yep, yep, like yep. The greatest hits of just the yep. worst people on the planet from the past. Imagine 30, her Christmas parties. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. Michael Jackson, right? Her, of course. Her refrigerator is just full of Christmas cards. Oh, don't like, say Michael Jackson. Hibbler will get angry. Oh yeah. Hibbler will get upset. Oh, sorry. Internet. Oh wow. So she did Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson, the Menendez brothers, right? Oh, the guys snaps. who were like famous for like murdering their parents, right? <laughs> and again, here we go. T- Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols. She was involved in their cases. Um, so you've got like all the MK Ultra false memory syndrome people run into task to take care of handle the Timothy so McVeigh situation. She, she, and then of course the two big ones, the two big ones that you, there's tons of articles, tons of information about this out there. Uh Harvey Weinstein. So she was uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein's uh, you know, number one best friend in that whole situation. And then most recently, you guessed it, you guys, mm-hmm. Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, you, she was brought in. Uh, you know, you can look at, like, Rolling Stone. Like, everyone's important on it. Ghislaine Maxwell defense puts memory itself on trial with first expert witness, Dr. Elizabeth Loftus. So, that's what, yeah, man. Oh, my God. Just imagine, <sighs> like, you're, like, this woman's husband. And like you're yeah. just watching the news, and she, blah 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 has been arrested and uh, accused of unspeakable sex crime. Suddenly the phone rings. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, let me guess, you're de- you're defending Darth Vader, right? <laughs> so me walks said he molested him, and uh, you're defending. Well, you know, I mean, these Ewoks are known to make up stuff. You know, it's like it's so interesting the way people 
what people will do for dollar bills. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. And, and like, you know, just back to the original point, you know, looking at this with a, with a, you know, objective mind and looking at, you know, wanting to look at everything based on evidence, right. And coming to our conclusions based off of that evidence. But then, um, you know, when you see something like this, when you see an organization who was born out of literally uh, the need to cover up, you know, all of this uh, sexual abuse that was being reported, when you see just the very origins itself and then the people that got involved and how it's played out, like to me that there's ser- there, there's nefarious intent and there's nefarious action behind all of this, you know, Do you know whether, you know, but now it, it you got to ask yourself, Scott. Is there more at work than these two people? Yeah. Are there dark forces with deep pockets that would love to, you know, maybe the, maybe these two start this, right? They're like, hey, man, we should start something because obviously we're a victim of this thing we just made up, right? And <laughs> we're the first ones in history. And then, and then these powerful people, you know, we've talked about the – the fashion uh, uh, company that's put the, you know, the BDSM bear. Balenciaga. Yeah. Balenciaga. Like, I love I still can't remember the name. Balenciaga. And, uh, you know, my theory is that Balenciaga did all that because their clientele is in all to that. So you are, you are marketing to your clientele. You are, you yeah. know, they like that stuff. So you want them to buy your stuff. So you show them images that they will associate with your stuff that they will like. So, yeah. th- so, so, you know, they, they do this whole thing. So there is a large group of people based on very, uh, that are powerful. And, you know, I, I my whole opinion is that this really dark shit is in, is the initiations to high, high levels. You don't get yeah. into those super high, high levels unless they're able to have something on you. Yeah. And a great, exactly. great example is, and Johnny, let me hear your thoughts on this, is Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? Do you remember? Do you remember? I forget what the topic was, and maybe it was the vaccine or the virus, that he was pushing back against the, the official narrative. Do you remember that? He would, there was a thing where Neil deGrasse Tyson really. was going against the official narrative and a suddenly sexual assault tr- allegation started to slowly seep into the mainstream media. I don't remember that. Oh. Well, look. I don't remember that either. Yeah. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson cleared of sexual misconduct charges. The, the only time they clear anybody. When the fuck do they clear right? anybody? So he went out and said something that was against the official narrative. And then this comes out. And then he backtracks on the official on his statement, concurring into what everybody else is saying. And then the sexual harassment goes away. Now he's allowed to be the voice of us uh, uh, gay space, right? And all the gay yeah, stuff yeah, exactly. that's done in gay space. So this is what happens. So there is a large group of people uh, that are in a very high level that most of us aren't going to ever be allowed in because we don't participate in these fucking awful acts. And that's the yeah. only way you get into that, that, that level of power. Is if you play ball? Do you think it's it's blackmail, or do you think you have to like? It's gang. It's a gang initiation. Oh, so it's yeah, jumping. Like, trust, like college, and I can trust you. Yeah, yeah like college, like it's, it's called jumpins, right? Or or like, oh, you remember the famous tale? Oh, you know, 
uh, the, the famous street tale or whatever those are called, urban tales, urban yeah. urban legends, yeah. urban legends. Sorry about like. Uh, you know, like gangs have to kill somebody to yeah, get yeah. in. And the yeah. reason they do that is because now they got something on you. So you won't snitch yeah. on them. So if everyone participates in these dark art shit, you know, nobody's going to snitch on anyone else. Because yeah. you're not going to go and put your, put it out like that. So that's my humble opinion is that this the, the people that play that game would really love to be able to create a, a pseudoscience that establishes that people make up shit. And that's what this is. This is literally pseudoscience. Like that's what we're dealing with here with the false memory syndrome. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, some of you, what you were saying there, there's that gives some credibility to that. It's like, it's almost like, okay, like it would be easy to create this whole fake backstory about a person who remembers this thing and accuses their parents and then they can create a whole foundation around it. Right. That seems like very false flag potential there for sure. And some interesting things that kind of like give that some credibility is like, if you fast forward now to uh, what, what uh, Jennifer Freed is up to these days, like she's gone on and founded this. Uh, I didn't cover this in the article, I remember looking at it, but, but, but like right now what she's doing is um, she's, she's got this other organization uh, and she's working with like Christine Blasey Ford is like the person that yeah. she's working with. who is the one who accused uh, Kavanaugh, right. Of the, um, of, of the rape allegations. And so like they teamed up together to where like now she's like advocating in defense of people like that. It's like, instead of like, you know, why don't you come to like the defense of like the, the, the Epstein accusers or the Jennifer or the, the, the Ghislaine Maxwell no accusers. And yeah. it's like, it's like this still she's coming to the defense of like Christine Blasey Ford. It's like, okay, well, I mean, I don't really, I mean, I don't really know that situation, but doesn't that seem well, kind of weird? I'll give you the situation, man. And once again, here we are CIA ties. Yeah. That woman that accused, uh, what's his face, Kavanaugh, Ford. you know, her father was in charge of finding funding for CIA black ops and yeah. that she helps run the Stanford CIA intern program. I mean, there's direct correlation. So my whole opinion is that she she was actually working with Kavanaugh. To get Kavanaugh in. Yeah. Because what you do is you make it about everything but his record. Because if we actually took a look at his record, you'd be like, oh, this guy's a swamp motherfucker. He yeah. brought it, he helped, he basically, def he, 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 he's a conservative. They're going after these conservative people. You're like, dude, he basically was white, the Clinton's lawyer for Whitewater. He yeah. created, he helped co-write the uh, Patriot Act. This was yeah, totally. all, all done. It was all scripted to get him in. He's an old spook from way back in the day. She was all part of that. She is CIA deep state. So that was all fake. Yeah. All that was fake. All, all that, that was. All that court. Why do you think that helped get him in? Because her go because it may it pulled the focus from his record to some allegations which there was no. Witness to everybody who stated that they believed her and that they were witness to what was happened happened way after they were like her husband and her therapist. They weren't there. There's yeah. people I know that were accused of stuff that no actual witness was there for. It was yeah. people much later that were co-signed on what she was saying. 
So, yeah. I mean, like, this is another CIA move. It's like crazy, bro. More swamp thing. And, like, it's just nuts that this woman has moved on to another thing. And, you know what this reminds me of, man? You know what this really reminds me of? Ozarks. Hmm. Right? Where you're like creating a narrative to cover up for what's really going on. Like the casino? The casino, the charity events, the helping out of people, why you're running and gunning in crime. Yeah, it's really interesting, man. And, and so I found it's the institutional or no, the Center for Institutional Courage is her new uh, endeavor. Yeah. And, you know, you like on the main page, you see like Ashley Judd and there's like Christine Blasey Ford's involved. And it's like, okay. So I don't know. That's weird, man. It's like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the cognitive courage. dissonance. That's what it's called. Institutional courage. <laughs> Center for Institutional Courage, that's, you know. And it's like, you know, I mean, maybe there's some like, uh, you know, what do you call it? Like cognitive dissonance around some of these situations. You know, I've had another instance like this like a topic that i covered to death was the whole thing about uh the 10 stages of genocide right that whole thing about genocide watch um dr gregory stanton who's done phenomenal work you know looking at all these genocides from history the armenian genocide the uh the like the cambodia the holocaust and he looks at these things and he can break it down and there's 10 stages each one of these genocides occur in you know you have like the classification dehumanization prepar uh, polarization preparation leading all the way up to the extermination and then the ultimate denial of that event and so you know <laughs> we were covering this like 2020 and we we're like oh shit like well, there's a genocide coming dude because they're they're doing all this shit right now you know what i mean so we were covering this pretty extensively back then but then now to this day if you go and look at the genocide watch website it's like he came down on the side of Trump is the guy that's going to carry out the genocide because Trump and all these white supremacists are going to be the ones genociding everybody. And so he completely <laughs> missed everything when it came to COVID and everything. And it's like, sometimes these people, these academic types, they just have this huge blind spot to reality. You know what I mean? And so I don't know if it's nefarious or if it's just like, bro, how could you miss this? Like the genocide's happening all around you, man. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? It's just weird. It's weird. No. And, it, it, and in the world of academia, if you want credibility, you have to be a, uh, never Trumper. That's kind of yeah, how exactly. it is. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of things that Trump has done that is, you know, super questionable. Of course, we talk about that all the time on here. Yeah. But it just totally. seems they have a giant, I don't know. You know, it's like, how deep does this go? How, like, like there, like there's things Trump has done that we could sit here and be like, he, he's done this wrong, he's done that wrong, he's done that wrong. But you'll never hear the other side talk about that because the other side likes those things. Like this weird kind of fight between Netanyahu and Trump. <laughs> what are you talking about? They, they have a shekel in Israel yeah. With Trump's face on it. I mean, like, what are we talking about here? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's... Dude, the guy is so Zionist. Yeah, he did everything they wanted for four years. Yeah. Right? I mean, he basically curtailed... And, you know, you see Republicans do that. The, the Texas governor just did that. Adam, he just yeah. outlawed anti-Semitism in Texas. Hmm. You're like, what? What are yeah, we talking man. about here? Yeah, yeah like specifically Austin, Texas. Is that what he did there, man? It yeah, I mean, might I, be an L for Texas right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually they get a lot of W's. But it's always the Republicans, right? They, as much as I hate that that Omar, whatever name is from Minnesota, I can't stand her, right? But they yeah. kicked her off some boards because she's been critical of Israel. I'm like, 
I mean, she's been critical of America. I mean, like, and she's in our government. It's like, it's like these, like this weird emotional blind spots where some ridiculous stuff is worse than other ridiculous stuff. Right? It's just like unbelievable. But if you go back to this chick, I mean, it's like more and more I start looking at this woman. I'm like, she's just a giant psyop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, dude, this it's a psyop on top of a psyop on top of a psyop, man. And in the end of the day, what it's being used is being used to help protect uh, the highest profile sex criminals and discredit people who are victims, you know? And so it's just more and more evidence to suggest like this is just... I don't know, man. I don't know when we're going to be able to get past all this, but uh, we're never going to get past all of it. I, yeah. What I do believe we're never because as long as there's power and money, there's going to be as long as there's intelligence agencies, there's going to be psyops yeah. being ran. It's just the way it is. They have to divert us from what's really going on. But what I find really interesting is if you go to the main page of mm. uh, this, this false memory, people uh, don't understand syndrome. Mark- oh, syndrome. Okay, you go to that page, yeah, and you'll see that, uh, or according to uh, Scott's research, one of the uh, D- Dr. Elizabeth Lotus defended Harvey Weinstein, right? So yep. w- one of her own people, one of her own born members was on the side of uh, Harvey Weinstein. If you go to the Center of Institutional Courage or whatever it's called, there's an article going after Harvey Weinstein. So it's, it's just all coming and going, right? It's like, that's all it is. It's all like they don't want you to know if you're coming or going. That yeah. is the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then just to be clear, so Jennifer Freed, the one that's the Center for Institutional Courage was the one who uh, was against the False Memory Syndrome Foundation. So I didn't even notice that, that, that she had a thing against Harvey Weinstein. So that's that's actually maybe a, something to her credit, I guess. Hold on, but, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. So I got it wrong. Yeah. No, well, so 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 Jennifer Freed, the one that's in charge of the Center for uh, Institutional Courage, she was the original one who blamed her parents oh, for the sex abuse. So she's I on the opposite side of the coin. I got it wrong. Yeah, oh. no, no, no. It's good though. It's fine. It's fine. You're, that's a good point. You know, I mean, that is good that she's she is commenting on that. I would be very curious to see if there's anything on there about Epstein, Maxwell, or anything like that, because to me that would be something that uh, I don't know. My suspicions ring that. You know, she's uh maybe she's not. We're not being told the whole truth about her either. You know, and so but it's just, I don't know. And maybe I'm just a little salty because she declined an interview or something. So I'm coming on tinfoil hat and disparaging her, but I don't know. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm, just kidding. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, I mean, she has Gloria Steinem right there. That's an FBI informant. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I don't know, man. It's intra. Okay, man. I I owe you an apology, young lady. I oh. thought it was your mother that did this, so my apologies. Uh wow. Okay, I I owe you an apology. That's but still, but still, Ashley Judd, Christine Blasey Ford. Like, come on now. What are we doing here? Yeah, Got you're it. right. You're right. You're right. You're right, dude. It's it's uh, it's also that when when you wade in certain waters, you're just surrounded by swamp things as well. Yeah, but yeah. it's like. And then here's another one, too. Okay, institutional betrayal, the lasting trauma from playing down the threat of COVID-19 and failing to act. What? That's, that's yeah, there's an article right there. So there you go. So there. Uh, Is that? The, oh, yeah. Look at that. Oh, my God. You're just throwing <laughs> a, 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 a freaking nest, a net out there and hoping to catch as much as you can. Yeah. So so I don't know, man. So, so and again, you know, I can say that she's in Eugene, Oregon, which I just had to flee. 
Like literally, I had to pack up all my belongings and flee from this horrific city that she currently resides in. So I imagine that, that some of this, uh, this instant, she, they, they don't have very much institutional courage. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's just unbelievable what, what people like all the punk rock rockers are dead. Yeah. They're all dead. 100% yeah. dead. Should you get in trouble? Should you go to jail for any false memory syndrome if you get caught doing it? And if, They'll if never do even that. possibility? Ever. No? Ever. They'll never do that. There is very rarely do women go to jail for false uh, false accusations. It has to be done on like, they have to be doing it over and over and over and over and over and again to be caught. Like there's some woman in like England that accused like 10 to 15 guys in different situations of doing something. They and only they caught her because one of them was Santa Claus. That's the only way they busted her. <laughs> what if, what if this is all to plant this, the, the seed of the narrative that, okay, yes, memories are unshakable. And so what we need to do is we need to reinforce people's memories by inserting brain chips. And so that way everybody's memory will be perfect and recorded at all times. And we won't have these problems anymore. Well, I, you know, man, as, as you were like, as we were doing the show, I was thinking like, what is the, what is, there's what we believe is going on, but what is going on behind the scenes and what's going behind behind that, okay? So yeah. what is going on with that? And, you know, the question could be, you know, if you have, if you have um, let's say, a bunch of people accusing okay. Trump of sexual harassment, which there is no, no evidence, okay, then... When some real allegations come up, you're more hesitant to believe them. So, so now you know, and where we see that is that you know, with the whole face swap, what's it called, deep fakes? Deep fakes. You remember yeah. they're like, oh, deep fakes are gonna be like so bad. They're like, the, we're never the, gonna know. The real thing is gonna be AI, though. It's AI that can do. It'll be way more than deep fakes. It'll be, I mean, but just the, like completely generate fake people altogether. Is they're gonna? Well, be you the, know that the yeah. whole notion is that that the deep fakes are gonna set uh, uh, basically uh, an argument by someone like Hillary Clinton if if that video came out, Frazzle Drip. If that had come <laughs> out, she'd be like, oh, that's a yeah. deep fake. That's not real. That's not, I'm not into that. I'm not, that's not me. That's a deep fake. And that was being set up so that we don't trust anything, even what our eyes tell us now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Like that was at the cusp of all that coming out. And that's when all that deep fake, you know, rhetoric was really starting to get, you know, really ramped up. It was like, oh, well, they're just rolling this out to cover it up, man. It's crazy. Have you guys seen the website? This person does not exist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You see a lot of fake uh, Twitter profiles that have, images sourced from that website yeah exactly or if you're trying to do like uh some sort of like school shooting event and you need to have like a bunch of like kids faces or something like that'd be a great way to do it oh scott's going deep on that one scott's going deep and i'm not against that dude these people look well it's really fun but here's what i tell you there's someone out there that looks like that that is a real person somewhere not not that exact person 
that's the trippy thing like about John it Mayer. though it's like you know that's an amalgamation that's an ai generated amalgamation of like a person that technically doesn't exist but i guarantee there's somebody out there that does look like that but it's so freaky to to realize that that person does not exist it's like the idea of the uncanny valley right when yeah. it comes to humans have this built-in perception where they can look at a human and if it's not quite 100 percent humanoid we have a, an ability to detect it very easily but i and it's almost it's almost like a turing test this is on the other like, side of the uncanny but, valley though this, right yes exactly this is this 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 is that's why it's so mind-boggling is because you are literally like you you, you are, are are we know this to be fake and you can tell a lot of times with the background if you look at the background see like her shoulder yeah. there like that that's one you, you can, can really tell. see that it's that it's fake but but it, it you, it's so far past the uncanny valley that you realize like dude i'm being deceived my eyes are deceiving me and the technology and the ais are deceiving me right now and that's where it gets really spooky and uncomfortable and what in if you what if you come across the love of your life on this page you know and you're like oh i know or yourself the future man. i mean dude, if you want a cat if you want to catfish someone this is where you get the picture well dude, no if that's a problem I, see because you only get one image with this i thought know, i thought more. of this i had a, i had this great idea maybe you guys can help me develop it for a dating app right and so what you do is you you have like they'll show you like 10 pictures right and out of those 10 people you pick the one that you find most attractive right and then you do that like 50 times and then it it, it takes your average of all the people that you found most attractive and it like morphs it into yeah. one person's face that you personally find most attractive right and then it uses the ai to go out and search the whole world to try and find that person your exact like face match you're monetizing right? that wrong though see that that's a pornography tool is what that yeah. is that's not a dating app that's a that's a tool to match you with your perfect porn star yeah. well here's perfect, what happens johnny yeah you're perfect here's only what fans. happens the porn industry will do that first and then it will lead to dating websites they always lead the way with tech. Porn, yeah, yeah sure. porn leads the way on everything. So you're saying I would go to a porn site and I'd be like, okay, I like the tits from her. I like the ass from yeah. her. Yeah. And then they'd go on the internet yeah. and then find a, the closest Your thing. Your match of is that. a diamond Felicia. Here she yeah. is right here. She lives and in St. Louis. And she's a kindergarten teacher uh, <laughs> trying to convince her to do OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh, God. Oh, um, okay. So anyway. Oh, yeah, a million, I, billion dollar idea there. I, I think... Um, I think it's very funny because so many of these AI generated pictures have very much a pat vibe. Oh yeah, like you're like I think that's oh, a woman. Androgynous, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I mean, very androgynous. I mean, not, that not guy's that. That's obviously, that. but there's some androgyny going on there, <laughs> that right? That guy right there, you don't a know little that. bit about a mustache, no, that's a but yeah, that's a but you see some of it. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I just felt like there was a bunch of uh, pats going on. Like, it's more with the women. That actually, could be, yeah. yeah the, she's got a fish in her head, dude. Yeah. Look at that, dude. Yeah, it, it trips out sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, this yeah. one's, yeah. I mean, it's so, and then, that's look weird. at that. Look at, look what's Fuck behind. Weird. What is that behind? Man, it's weird, man. It's like, <laughs> what is that? It's because the, the AI, it, it looks this like AI a very is, unhealthy vagina. It's very just, unhealthy. It's just made to uh, do faces, you know? So whenever it amalgamates the background stuff, it always looks weird yeah it's it's crazy trip. dude no but sometimes i see some crazy shit like that alex jones shit for a quick second i was like this is deep fake there's no way kanye west is on his show like there's yeah. moments and wait moments why would they time. deep fake he's got a mask on his head. no 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 no. i meant just like how i thought it was fake i thought the whole thing was fake like at this at this point like you said you, if i see oh, trump say, the hoax yeah if i see trump say anything crazy my first thing is like that's a deep fake and then i gotta see it on fox where i'm like okay no this is that's fucking good, real that's a damn good point man that's a damn good point like they literally could have faked that entire thing i mean there's there's eat there's very like basic technology out there to, to deep fake people's voices you can deep fake entire voices conversations you know so there's yeah. well, there's some credibility to that like kanye could person. be 
maybe that Pasternak guy did take Kanye out and they've got him all freaking MK old. Maybe Dr. Jolly's got him strapped to a table somewhere and they're uh-huh. just like MK Ultra and the shit out of well, him. Well, there, there is a lot going on. And look at that guy's hair at the top. It's just out oh, of Oh, it control. looks like he's in the, he's a, just get out of the shower, right? He, That's he looks like he like <laughs> is shower. in the early <laughs> stages of dreads. Like he's like, I've always wanted dreads. Why not? I'm 80. Whoa. You know? Um, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, like, there's a lot of talk about what is really going on in the Ukraine. How much mm-hmm. of it is real? Because there's just videos of, like, Zelensky just doing weird shit, like shooting hip-hop videos. That's not him, though. That's not him. That's what? an actor. That hip-hop video thing is not him. Like, that's, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not him. See, but with that, the DJ? Yeah, that's not him. And he's doing this? Yeah, See, him. but that's exactly what I mean. We're confusing people. That guy's balding. If you look, it's clearly not him. If you look at like a really high res, they version found of, an exact duplicate. No, but it's like it's a comedy sketch for some somewhere. It's, it's some kind of comedy sketch. It's like an SNL equivalent. Like, really? Yeah, it, yeah. It's not him. Cause that looked just like him, it and wasn't. he did a lot of that like stuff. A bunch of people commented that it wasn't him, and I clicked on and like. I okay. All right, but there's still weird shots happening you remember well, like what? that whole shit with sean penn was just bizarre yeah i had a great uh, tweet on that uh, I, I was like i hope that was the oscar he got for i am sam because this is retarded <laughs> nice um but there's a lot of bb bbc shots uh that make no no not black guys but we're talking like the the oh. british broadcasting company and they were like, a guy's like, oh, my God, uh, the, we're hearing fire everywhere. And then there's a woman walking her dog, and then she's just staring well, at them. That's not new. I mean, Holy. remember Iraq, where the, they were those guys are, like, working in front of blue screen and stuff like that? Yeah. Yep, exactly. And then, yeah, yeah, when you look at the, that old footage today, and, you, oh, my God, it's so cringy. But, but back then, you know, they didn't have the eyes to see it, you know what I mean, for sure. And then, like, uh, the, what, there's so many of those cases of just, like, straight-up false flags. Like, I remember, like, the, another one that comes to mind. I mean, we've all heard, like, the ghost of Kiev and all that nonsense, right? Oh, but yeah. That was cool. There was the one with, like, the bucket. You remember the bucket of gold teeth where it's, like, they're pulling, you know, you know, like, and they're trying to like bring up like the Holocaust vibe. It's like the bucket of gold teeth, and they're they're executing people and extracting their teeth. And it turns out, oh no, this is just some like dentist, and this is like his collection. It's like, you know, the the, the sensationalizing things or just straight up lying. Like it's it's almost like every single thing coming out of Ukraine turns out to be a lie, an exaggeration. Right. It's just every single thing, one after war. another, without it's exception. Info wars, man. Oh, I love that Metro with the gay colors is uh is the leading. Uh, leading. Uh, it was. In, look. Yeah. <laughs> like the just, it's all the number one. Like Metro is probably it's big. Orchard somewhere, right? This guy, but this got debunked. This got debunked. So it's like you may, there may be some, maybe, okay, you know what you need to do? Go to Yandex, yandex.com. I'm done using Google. I'm done using DuckDuckGo. Yandex is the shit. Okay. Why? Get, what's wrong with, with fucking DuckDuckGo now? DuckDuckGo got it, bought by Google, no. I heard. And in fact, they were tweeting out how they're going to downrank things that go against the official narrative when it comes to Ukraine specifically. Uh, but Yandex is cool because it's like it's like the Russian search engine, and so you can get like type in vaccine death on Yandex, and you I don't get want like their propaganda either, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want any. I wish that we, is there not a service that just doesn't talking about this one right here? Completely. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying you get yeah you get better search results. So you type in vaccine death, and like the first thing that pops up is like natural news, like Mike Adams sites. Like you will never get that anywhere on like Google or anything. Hold on, like that. this according to Natural News, oh. ten thousand people a day being killed by COVID so, vaccines. Yeah. 
again, take this with a grain of salt. The only thing I'm trying to say is that, like, look at the the, the search results oh, you get yeah, from I got you. versus a Google. I'm not saying this is like the, the ultimate truth, well, but it's like it's interesting. That goes not owned by Google. Hey, by hey, way. They're still privately yeah. held according to the internet. You didn't finish reading that. Yeah, large, likely larger than the Holocaust. Jesus. Oh, and you know, it's like, it's, it's I'm whatever. I'm with you, dude. It's, all, it's all good. I mean, like, I don't know where you're ever going to find unbiased. You know, I think the key is to find both sides of the extreme and think it's somewhere in the middle, right? Let's really, like... See, that should be a website. The extreme somewhere in the middle, them right, and then you fucking decide. In the yeah, middle. it used to be network news. Remember, yeah. that? it used to just be There's network a, news. Like, now. like Rick Sanchez was talking about. Uh, that's just basically how they, you know, that they that Ronald Reagan destroyed our uh, our media. He started it, and it's kind of fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. This whole thing is nuts. Yeah, and, and it's just like. You know, it's like for my whole my whole opinion is is like they've had this plan and for a while we are in the middle of cultural Marxism. Like, yeah. you know, Brad Binkley and I were talking last night. He's from the nice. Propaganda Report. He's really Shout good. Out to Brad, yeah, Brad's a man, dude. Brad's great, dude. Brad is like really talented. I and I he's got a very bright future. He's very blessed. And uh, we were we were kind of talking about. Um, Fuck, I can't remember what we were talking about, man. It just totally left Ukraine, Ukraine, gold teeth, something. Nope, it's gone. Brad, you got a free shout out, and I can't remember what we were talking about, but it was a free fucking shout out. And uh, oh, oh, um, we were talking about, in my humble opinion, we were talking about this one person on Twitter who's a really great reporter, journalist, blogger. And, oh, oh, this is what we were talking about. We were talking about how there's no such thing as uh, 18 over phones. And that's what done phones? on purpose. 18 over. Like, there's sh- if, if we look at what the damage that f- cell phones are doing to our children, why oh, okay. are we okay with them being on adult phones? Well, there are children's phones. They are. Yeah. Like, <sighs> like, They're stupid. For have, eighteen and over, for eighteen and under, no, there are like uh, kid phones, kitty yeah, phones, there's like f- kitty phones, yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking about like why well, get wh- parent? What? Where's the, that? I don't, I don't blame. I'm not blaming the tech companies. I'm blaming the parents for that, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we yeah. got to go back to the drawing board, man. Like, like, like restructure society in such a way that encourages you know parents to be able to take care of their kids and not outsource it to the states or other entities or I'm devices. I'm with you on that. Anything. I'm with you on that, and that's great. But do you uh, honestly believe? If you take a look at what what I feel like most parents aren't down with this gender wars and these trans kids stuff. Yeah. And it's still moving forward. So I go to you. Do you really think if all the parents were like, we want phones that don't allow for TikTok and pornography they on them? They have them, though. They, they have, have those phones. Yeah, yeah, they're just they not big them. because nobody's buying them. Like, I, no I, kid I, found, wants I found like a dozen here in the Google yeah, search. Try to give really? Your, yeah, try to yeah. give your kid one of these fucking phones when everyone has an iPhone. The Bark look phone. look like a loser. The best phone for young kids and teens powered by Bark's customizable parental controls. Dude, there's this phone a, that this kid had in my school. We'd make fun of him. His parents gave him to him. It had four numbers, 911, his mom, his dad, and his sister. That's the phone you want to give your kid? Do they call 911-911 in Mexico? Is that the- <laughs> this is in the States, Johnny. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, so there's like a bark phone yeah. there. That's- but don't you think as a society it should be a bigger issue? 
Yeah, I mean it's a parental. That's what I'm saying though. I don't I don't blame it. The tech companies will meet demand. If demand was there, they'd make this thing. It would be everywhere. Like here's another one right here, two me It's all you know, with all these parental controls building. Yeah, probably no websites with that are fucking thirteen and over. It's got probably. Kids Smart OS. It's got a custom OS for. Okay, I guess I'm an asshole. You see, there no pornography, no predators, no bullies, no social media, no harmful games. Graduated in yeah, that's exactly what you would need. What we need to do is Your we kids need to not gonna like you though. We need to create a culture. We just need to create a culture of people that are able to get out of the rat race, man. Get out of the rat race. Figure out solutions in your own life. Find ways to become more autonomous, and then that way you can spend more productive time with your family, man. Everybody, everybody should get look for ways, even incrementally, slowly. Move yourself away from the rat race, man. Like if you're in a job you hate, get a side hustle and slowly take steps back, man. Find it. I'm so blessed that I've accidentally started my own business out here when I moved to Nashville. I pretty much, as soon as I got here, I, I just put out a Facebook post saying, hey, I got a truck and some tools if anybody needs some help. And it's completely blown up. It's blown up. And I've just been like doing awesome work like all the time. And I don't even really, half the time, I don't even know what I'm doing. I just YouTube like, oh, you need like a ceiling fan installed? Okay, let me figure out how to do that. You know what I mean? And I've like basically started my own handyman business. And that's what I do all that day. That is around- awesome. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> jealous. I want man skills so Dude, badly. I, you, don't need, you don't need them I, here. You just go to Home Depot and get a Mexican. But I want them. I want to have man skills. I know how to kill my hands. I've taken two years of Krav Maga. I want to know how to fix shit. Okay, so I was going to say, first of all, like, what is L.A. like now? But, dude, if you guys are looking to get out, Nashville is amazing, dude. Nashville is the shit. You guys would love it here so much, man. It's like like L.A., but it's like it's not as as, shitty, Well, the reason I like Nashville is because you got the city of Nashville, and then if you drive 15 miles, you're, like, in some small town. Yeah, dude. It's that's, like Bible Belt. It's the South, yeah. Man. Yeah. That's what I like, dude. Because I, yeah. LA is like you drive 50 minutes, you're still in a big town. Oh, you drive another yeah. 50 minutes, you're still in a big town. Yeah. What, you got to drive 45? two hours to get to nowhere. Yeah, it's like 45 yeah. to get out of here. Yeah, I mean, and th- now shit's a fan. Like, good luck. <laughs> Dirt this bikes and crossbows, bro. This place is turning into mini California. Like they're building like a high rise apartment right next to my house called California South. And I'm sure the locals are losing their mind over that. Yeah. Like, dude, does anyone do any marketing research? Like nobody wants California anywhere. I live in California. I don't want California here. Yeah. I mean, you guys doing all right. If things kind of loosened up for you out there. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I'm really amazed that we they haven't they keep trying to put back mass and like people in general won't do it, but they're still dumb out here. Like when I went and voted, I was surrounded by people mass. I could not yeah. believe it. That's, and I that stupid California chicken still doesn't let you order normally. Yeah, I mean they don't want you to eat indoors. It's like they're like, Why would we do that? We can make more money doing it turning and burning that's the problem it's changed a lot of the economy i mean you just see like stores change their hours now they they, that used to be open late or aren't open late anymore even yeah i mean like like there's no real perks to living in la anymore like there's just none there's a great energy here that you feel when you land at the airport and it hits you and it hits you hard like it's like i did speed right and like when like when you get off the airport at airplane in l in la and you're in that airport, you you get hit with a zap of energy that made makes me feel like I did when you took that first hit. Like, you're just really like, whoa, it's go time out here, right? Uh, but the industry's dead. It's dying. I mean, there's very few people blowing up off of legacy media anymore. And I think that's a big issue for them. Um, yeah. 
You know, Johnny and I were talking. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you think Nick Fuentes is controlled opposition? Uh, honestly, I don't know not enough about him. Honestly, I've never listened to one of his shows. I don't, I have no really information. The first time I ever heard him talk was on Alex Jones the other day with yay. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, it I, seems like, it seems like maybe perhaps, I don't know, but, uh, you know, I just don't know. I don't know enough. Honestly, I don't really know. I saw the Alex Jones interview and, uh, I was like, well, this is obviously different. <laughs> <laughs> There's something on here. So I don't really have much. I don't, I just honestly have no idea. You worked with Alex. You were on his uh, channel. I, I love Alex. I think Alex is a very nice okay. guy. I yeah. also believe that Alex knew exactly what was going to happen. Knew I everyone mean, was going to tune in. He was going to get huge numbers. And now he's like, and I love Alex. I love Alex. I think he's the nicest guy and I support him. I think he's getting railroaded up. Uh, but now he's like, I'll debate Nick Fuente. I'm like, bro, you knew exactly what was going on. Like, it's yeah. like, it, it, stop acting like you're upset about it. It got you the biggest views you've ever gotten in your life. Totally. And, oh, yeah, totally. And I also feel like the the people are kind of over Kanye now. Yeah. I think I think he that that is peak Kanye. And I don't think I think people are ready to move on. What else is he gonna say? There's nothing else he could say. Well, no, literally, there's a whole, what's that? There's some law that is like conversations eventually on the internet devolve to where somebody compares somebody to Hitler. And he just did like the real life version of that. He got to Nazism and, and praising Hitler. And now, yeah, you're right. Pete Kanye. I mean, I heard I mean, he I think there's like, I heard you guys talking about it on that last episode with uh, Nick Sanchez, was it? Was that his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah Rick Nick, Sanchez. Like, like, I think Johnny, you were the one mentioned. I can't remember what you guys are talking about, but it's like the idea of like just tipping over the whole chessboard, dude. Like, you no, know Sam. what? You're gonna say this shit about us. You're gonna keep throwing these things. You're gonna just like anti-Semitism, this racism, that. And like, those are how you bludgeon us. That's how you silence people. That's how you keep the 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 agenda and all the mind control in place. And it's like, you know what? I'm just done with this, and I'm tipping the whole chessboard over. Fuck all you guys. Yeah. What? Now what? Now what? You know what I mean? And so like, okay. You know, I see, I see that, but I don't know if that's necessarily what he's doing. If like, it was clear that that's what he was doing. I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude. But, um, I'm not, and not, not because I agree with what he's saying, but just like, because it's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's tip over the chessboard, man. I'm sick of this bullshit too. Let's take all the power out of their only line of defense, which is attacking us for like these things that are like, oh, you're racist. Damn, I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I, I guess that's me. Now what? You know, I mean, there's power, on, in that. there's power in that word on the street that he's supposed to be going on Adam with Adam 22 on no jumper. And that Whoa. after that, Kanye, he needs to come on this show. Finally. There come you on. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but what would we talk? To I don't know. I but no it would be huge. It doesn't matter, Sam. You just yeah. do it, man. You just do it. You just yeah. do it. Why? Because it's a, it will be ratings. But, no, I, but feel... I, I think you could actually try to get at. I, I think you should take a crack at trying to get at what he's trying to do. You know like what's what, the yeah, yeah what's the you. end game? That would him. be the discussion. Yeah, yeah, that I, would be the. And discussion. I think you could kind of see it, like you know, you could kind of suss him out, like what what he's up to. I think yeah. we'll see. I mean, he's doing all the big shows, so we'll see if he'll come on to the. Uh, this is a decent sized show. It's just not as big as some of these other ones, and it is a decent sized show. And we're very blessed that the listeners listen and. So we'll see, man. I mean, like, I just don't want clout chase. I just have no interest in that. I think, dude, you. I think 
just have a pragmatic approach to it, man. Just That's be like, really what dude, be. what's up, man? Like, just have a conversation. Like, just have, just be yourself. Just have a conversation. No agenda. I mean, that's the whole point. A lot of these people are coming into these conversations with agendas. You know, like Tim Pool obviously had an agenda, and like, uh, I, I can't say whether or not Alex did. Like, I have a lot of love for Alex too. Yes, I do have a channel on Band Up Video. I fucking love those guys over there. I, I got to hang out with them over the summer. I went down to Austin and hung out with all those guys. Dude, it's like I freaking got a lot of love for the Infowars crew. You know what I'm saying? But. And, but also, uh, yeah, what, uh, oh, I just had someone send me this too. Like, uh, Gavin McGinnis went and then tried to do like an intervention with him. And I only watched, I only had a chance to watch like the first 10 minutes of it, yeah, but he's sitting that. down with Nick and it's in my uh, telegram channel. I don't know if you guys saw it. It's t.me forward slash rebunk news. Uh, and it's, I don't know where else you can get it. Someone sent it to me, but like, uh, Basically, Gavin McGinnis went in and he says, I'm going to have an intervention with yay and blah, blah, blah. So he went in with an agenda. And, you know, I think that's where people's downfalls are. They go in and come at him with an agenda. And then the audience perceives that, oh, well, they're they're just being controlled by the Jews or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, dude, just go in there. No agenda, Sam. Just be yourself. You know, you're, you're a hilarious guy. Thank and you, and you know, that would be a freaking awesome conversation. And, you know, it'd be a freaking epic. The only person you know. that went in there with no agenda, I think, was Alex Friedman. Yeah, I agree too. Lex Friedman went in there very kind of like, hey, dude, what's wrong with you? But he's got yeah. that type of heart where he's kind of like monotone too, where it's just like, where the fuck is he going with this? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he's kind of a mirror, right? He shows you, you kind of become what you are when you're on Friedman's podcast. Yeah, it's 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 super interesting. Yeah, Lex, Lex too had an agenda. Yeah, yeah totally, dude. Yeah. I think Lex had an agenda. Lex oh. is Jewish. Yeah, but that doesn't that's not an agenda. That's just who he is. Like, I don't think yeah. he had an agenda to get clout. He's not wanting to get clout. Like, if you see who he is, he's very just like, where's his tux? Has the most boring. Yeah, I mean that's a whole that's an affect too though. The tux. And I, that I think he totally had had uh, an agenda, and like when you say yeah. ag- that, that doesn't always necessarily mean it's bad. Like, yeah, they're trying, well, I mean, he wasn't like, cloud chasing. That's what I, I, I think that was the best of the interviews. Though, yeah, was it was. The one yeah, Lex Freeman. Well, life. he's an incredibly smart guy. I mean, he's like we talk. He about- wasn't emotional though. You know, he wasn't reacting emotionally to Kanye, and I think yeah. that's really important yeah. when you're yeah. interviewing him not to react emotionally because yeah. yeah. he kind of meets that energy. So it was so interesting. Again, I was doing a, a live stream with Brad last night. Scott, we should do one once in a while on Rockfin, do a, a, a Q and A and stuff like that. We were watching. We were watching uh, the Alex Jones story, and like, you know, people are always like. Sam, why don't you admit it's the Jews? And like, because I don't believe that, right? Yeah. Oh, Sam, oh, Sam's afraid of getting uh, canceled by his masters. I'm like, you guys know me. Who is my master? No one. And like, I do what I want to do yeah. when two, I want two, to do. Two little girls are your master. That's, no, that's literally <laughs> it. Let, and as far as I know, they're not Jewish. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I'm all about like, you know, non no victimhood, man. Like there's been periods in my life where I was the victim. Sam, you know what I mean? Like when you're when you're in like trapped in addiction, like it's like I'm the I'm the I'm the old the whole world owes me everything and I'm like the victim and I can't get out of this, right? So I worked really hard to get out of victim mentality and like the victimhood thing is just so weak. And like anybody that's out there saying that all of your problems are because of a whole race of people that is victimhood mentality and i can't get on board with that it's weak it's a weak position to come from you know what i mean it's and, like just and, go out there and crush don't and you don't. have to ask who is saying that yeah and why are they saying that and then look yeah. at who they are and where they're from there's so many of these opportunists that just step in like i remember during the uh uh asian hate movement right there was all these asian comedians on these billboards and some of them are my friends some of them i really admire 
but most of them were millionaires tenfold. And they're and they're talking about oh, oh, oh man, you know, this Asian hate against. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. You're just stepping into some opportunity to just cause division. That's all yeah. it is, right? And then, like my favorite part was Asians complaining about Asian hate, blaming white people as black people were knocking out Asian grandmas, and everyone like, like it. That's why that died so quickly because it yeah, never exactly. felt. Never felt original. And it's like you should never hit anybody based on any kind of uh, race. or You shouldn't hit anyone at all. The notion of a hate crime is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's so dumb. I don't know any love crimes. They call it crimes of passion. That's the closest one. But a crime of passion ultimately becomes a hate crime, right? Because the person dies. They're dead. They're dead. Right? So it's just it's just effing ridiculous, and I just laugh. You know, I had a I had a lady say to me once, and this was like back in in my addiction homeless days, and she was another fellow homeless people. It was one of the most profound things I've ever heard anybody say. And she said, she said, I'd rather be hated than loved because hate is just love with a little bit extra. Like you gotta love somebody in order to hate. And I was like, whoa, that's deep, man. Like, like the opposite of love is indifference, not hate, right? In order to hate, you have to have love plus a little bit more. I was like, whoa. Well, I'm Great. convinced, Scott, that the reason that women go to comedy clubs and and complain about um about jokes being so mean, but then love murder is because murder is the ultimate emotional response yes it's the and they women are all about emotion they they and i don't i don't think women are this is not a i hate women podcast or anything like that i love women i've come from a woman my children are females i love women but like the number one person to talk to the manager about joke being mean is a woman the number one uh demographic for murder podcasts are women. And the number one way to hurt somebody's feelings is murder. Okay. That's the number one way to hurt feelings. So, uh, the, the, the mental gymnastics that comes along with that really makes me laugh, but that's where, and this isn't just women either, but we're meant to be emotional animals. They've turned us into emotional animals, emotional, absolute monkeys that we read. Either you're with us or against us. You know, it's like, you know, it's like either you're on our side. And if you're not on completely 100% or our side, all gas, no brakes, you are the enemy and you are a Nazi, but the bad, not, not the kind we funded in Ukraine or the ones who made NASA and the CIA and all those Nazis. We're talking about the meanie Nazis who like, we don't really know they're Nazis, but because I disagree with them, they're Nazis, those Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, man, exactly. Yeah, that whole Nazi thing, don't even get me started on that. We were doing a lot of coverage on that over at T-Lab on the Substack, and Ryan's just been crushing. Just He's destroyed the whole, you know, he he destroyed the whole COVID narrative. He destroyed the whole vaccine narrative, and now he's destroying, destroying the whole Ukraine narrative. It's just like, you just can't get, can't get it past him. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's, and it's so weird. And then we'll, we'll end on here, Scott, so we don't want to keep you all day. But it's You're so good. weird to me how, like, the same people fall on the same side of every argument, right? It's yeah. like it's so weird. Like the like the people who were 
particularly white people who were pro BLM and went to, to the point towards the end where you would play a game called find the black person at the BLM rally <laughs> because it wasn't easy. They automatically felt in the COVID, stay home, get the vaccine, wear the mask, we're, we're alone together. And they instantly fell into the Ukraine. And you're like, what is that? How is that? How are you batting a thousand on falling for psyops? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, man. So I don't know. That's, that's a, again, part of the, part of the agenda too, where it's like, you know, we get trapped into like every single thing the media says or the government says, are we automatically expected to oppose it in every single, with every shred of energy that we have, you know what I mean? But that seems to be the case. They're pretty consistent with it. What? Anything they start espousing is like, I'm automatically just by reflex. I'm just going to oppose. I'm just not yeah. even going to do it. You know, they're consistent, so, but so are the people that believe it. Yeah, it's exactly. The same exactly. People. It's always the same motherfuckers. that believe climate change, fucking COVID, <laughs> It's, it's the same people, just like the same people saying it, same people. But I would all, it. it's very weird too, because like I'm watching like homeless people walk around with masks on. Mm. Yeah, I've seen that too. It's, it's very I think weird. The ones at least asking for money, I think they do that so that the people in the cars aren't afraid to, yeah. to talk to them. Because uh, right? okay. I thought about, you know, you think mean? there's a method to their madness? Well, at I least with those. Because the oh, other day I had the same impression this guy down in the corner, and I'm like, why is he going to? Oh, and I'm like, okay, it's probably for the liberals, the, you know, virtue signaling. Money. You guys have virtue signaling homeless people in LA. Yeah, yeah. that's how we do. <laughs> we really, really, by the way, they have multiple floors in their, in their home. Encampments. Yeah. It's like it's the unbelievable. Way. The only way you can get something built in LA is to have a homeless person do it. Yeah, you, you get like you get you get get a degree in like homeless engineering, dude. Like I like, I built like four they stories. They had like out a of, whole shopping carts, man. Dude. Out uh, in some storm drain, like in Compton or something, a whole complex that they like demolished a couple weeks ago. But like apartments were in this, like legit. Yeah, yeah. And, and one floors. guy was living underground, like he had a basement. There's one was, guy whose job it is is just to lift you up to the second floor. He's the uh, he's the elevator. You don't you don't think a homeless told another homeless we can't share needles because you haven't got the vaccine? Oh. I guarantee you that went down. Even though he probably didn't believe you, you just didn't want to give it to him. I guarantee you that you don't got the booster. I can't share it with you. You're asking the hard hitting questions, dude. Those are hard hitting oh. questions. Hard-hitting Those are skid road questions. I might have to go ask. All right. Uh, there's an age joke. There's an age joke in there somewhere. I just can't. Uh, okay. Well, it is what it is. Yeah. And uh, man, ca- crazy times. Uh, yeah. Scott, it was good to talk to you again. And yeah. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you know your journey as uh, two guys in recovery. I appreciate how you've taken control of your life and you're doing amazing things. I really do appreciate you, brother. And uh, yeah, man, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you so much. One more time, Scott, where the, where can they find you? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys all so much, man. Like Sam XG Johnny, such an honor and pleasure to finally connect with you guys on the show. Shout out to Mark Steves for helping make this happen, man. Uh, I'm at rebunked.news is the website. You find links to all the the video platforms. I stream live on Rockfin like maybe two or three times a week, generally interview shows. Uh, I've had like David Icke on, had some pretty, you know, Richard Grove. Like I've had like, you know, a lot of cool guests and conversations. Uh, We are on band.video. Check us out there. And then, uh, yeah, I'm uh, creating content for the last American vagabond substack tla vagabond.substack.com go check that out and you'll see the most recent post uh involving this co- well i guess whenever this goes out i'm not sure but tomorrow the memory syndrome foundation okay okay cool so yeah it should be still at the top of the false memory syndrome foundation
Foundation uh, articles. You can follow along with all this stuff. And uh, yeah, man, just we're just going to keep crushing. And Sam, Johnny, XG, thank you guys so much, man. Quite an honor and pleasure. All right, Same brother. Me, bro. we'll, we'll do it again. Thanks for coming on, Scott. We love you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, brother. Thanks for coming on. Peace. Late. Just like keep running. Okay, Scott, we're going to record something after this, but we, I love cool. you, buddy, and I'm super happy yeah. you came on. I'm super happy you're crushing it. And, uh, yeah, man, stay close anytime, and we'll do some live streams together. Okay, Scott, thank you so much. That was a great episode. Uh, learned a lot, and it's like it's chaos out there, just chaos. Guys, if you could just go to samtriplee.com, check out all of our stuff going on at samtriplee.com. What is your uh, social media? XG marks the spot, XG marks the spot on any social media. Johnny? Uh, sorry, Dana's texting me. Uh, Johnny Woodard on... Uh, oh, sorry, she's texting me. Johnny Woodard on Twitter, Johnny A. Woodard on Instagram. All right. That's great. Sam Tripoli on Instagram, uh, Tripoli official or official Tripoli. I can't remember on Twitter. Let me look real quick. What is it, Johnny? You know what it is. What is it? Okay. Thank you for uh, official Tripoli. Official Tripoli. There we go. Uh, join that guys. Websites, everything you need. I got my dates. I got my live dates. I got my premium content there. Uh, all the premium content, Rockfin, three different shows, four, five shows, five, Five shows for a low, low price of $15. Five shows. You're getting uh, how many shows you put up there? Three a week. Three a week. I put up uh, six a week, and we put up one early look at BS. Which is three hours long. Three hours long. So that's like three different shows. All right, so just go to rockfin.com for premium content, please. Uh, if you're looking to invest, we have a great investment show. Uh, just go to cashdaddies.com. Go to uh, patreon.com slash cashdaddies. That will help you out. It's oh, For $20, you get daily, daily, daily updates on how to invest in the stock market from our good friend, Howie Dewey. Boom, 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 boom. So then go down to gold and silver. That's a great, uh, we have some uh, affiliates. We're going to be adding a couple more. Gold and silver at Wiles, Wise Wolf, gold and silver. Uh, my cameos are fire. Uh, t-shirts, go to t-shirts. Go to tinfoilhattshirts.com. Again, check those out. We have a limited group of uh, t-shirts. Man, ugly sweaters. And we got t-shirts if you want in the Santa. Only available this time, limited edition. Limited edition. And then we also have All My Heroes of Shadow Band. We have we have uh the lizard people are coming. You name it, it's all there. We go deep, homeboy. Uh bang Ronin. There you go. Look at that. Everybody's loving it. Uh and then just go to Sam uh go if join nuke.social. If you go to nuke.social, you can uh join Telegram from there and any Discord you want. So uh, we're doing amazing things. And then finally, uh, listen to all my free shows. Uh, Tim Fall Hat, Broken Simulation, Cash Daddy's Punch Drunk, Union of the Unwanted, Conspiracy Social Club, and Zero. Listen, big changes are coming. I'm going to be making some changes in my podcast to free up some time. So uh, we'll figure that all up because Daddy's working too much and i want to be in my kid's life a little more and i know it sounds crazy but i'm doing so much podcast so there you go and listen to the radio is there anything you'd like to talk about uh, december 10th pretty much sold out uh tickets at eventbrite.com uh we don't smoke the same show with steph tone from the Tones pulling it up <laughs>
Uh, and then finally, yeah, new broken sim just dropped. It's a good one. We got a uh, we went another three hour. Is it uh, a good banger. one? Yeah, we have a uh, we have a woman on the show who saw. Are we gonna say what she saw? She saw a werewolf. She saw a werewolf. Yeah. Oh, you guys had gotta, this story gotta, is fucking wild. Gotta, I heard it live. It's hilarious. Detailed, a detailed it's account. It's hilarious. And oh. then she texts me that there was more stuff. I'm like, why do you tell us? Call back next week. Call back next week. All right, so go check it out, brokensim.com. Anything no, else, guys? No, no, no. Oh, SamTriboli.com. SamTriboli.com and BrokenSim, uh, wherever you listen to Rockfin.com Rockfin.com slash Broken Simulation. Okay, there. check it out. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.